another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the gypsy danger head. <laughs> Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Uh, Dane, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we're going to be talking about the RPG Drifts. I carry nothing into the drift with me. <laughs> I don't think we're going to actually listen to all this. But I pulled it up. And if you're if you're cool, you would have gotten it. Yeah. It's the Pacific Rim. We're talking about um well Let's signpost this, I guess, a little bit. Yes. Well, yeah. So what are we talking about? Well, the drift. So we're going to start with what the fuck do I we clicked mean? on the wrong song anyway, so it was never going to be... Bummer. Yeah. Well, we're at it in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, we fucking won't. <laughs> we don't do that. All right. So we're going to be talking about what... What's the drift? What the drift is. What the fuck do we mean by that? Hopefully you're cool <laughs> and you know what the drift is uh, in the context of the best movie ever made, but... Um, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. Then we're going to talk about drift incompatibility, and then synchronizing that drift, yo. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so if you didn't catch it by now, this is all nerd talk about a sci-fi concept from the movie Pacific Rim. Um. And we have talked about we're gonna we're gonna use it as a metaphor to talk about some RPG stuff, and it's it's stuff that we have brought up before. We've, on we've this certainly podcast. talked about it before, but it's not a new concept. It is a new term. It's new language that we kind of came up with to describe a thing that like sometimes happens. And maybe you haven't seen Pacific Rim, or you're like, oh, what the fuck does this have to do with role playing? Whatever. Um, I think by the end of this, you're going to understand what we mean and you're going to understand the uh, the issues that we're describing and the solutions that we're trying to explore. Yeah. And mean, we're just, we're using the idea of the drift, which we're going to, we're going to get into, um, but we're using the idea of the drift as a, you know, a metaphor, a language tool for us to talk about a phenomenon that sometimes happens when you're playing a pen and paper role-playing game. So the actual concept of the drift was in Pacific Rim, um, which, if you're unfamiliar, is a movie about uh, giant robots fighting giant monsters. Mm -hmm. Now, to pilot these robots, mm -hmm. uh, two, it needs two pilots because yep. they're so big, it needs two brains. Yep. To move all that stuff and to control the many different functions. Because also they got, like, guns and weapons you know, all kinds all of systems on, right? so the two pilots have to go through the drift yeah right which is basically just a sinking a synchronization of their mind yeah right they become one mind so they you know they put on these helmets they're in their they're in their cockpits interacting with the control system and all the jaegers have cool different different cockpit designs and different controls how they like stand how they walk how they use the arms and the weapons and shit, but you're in the cockpit and you got this helmet on, which is a neural link between you and your co-pilot. That's 
you enter the drift together. You gotta sink your brains in order to operate to the robot in synchronization. Robot, right, which is why we think it's a good term for role playing, right? Because it's a shared imaginative experience, right? Mm-hmm. It happens in your mind. So everyone at the table is drifting. Mm. We're all, you know, like joining our minds together to enter this mindscape of play, right? It's not uh, like a book where the author is the only one telling the story, mm-hmm. right? You have players, game masters, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all participating in group make-believe. Yeah. Right? So they kind of have, there has to be some sync up there. Yeah. Um, now, if you are having good role-playing experience most of the time, then... You know, you might not, you might not think this has much to do with you, but that just means like you got good drift. You got yeah. good drift compatibility with the people that you're playing with. Right, and it's definitely something that like if it, you're already having great time and you've never you know come away from a session being like mm, I could have been better, you know this probably isn't going to fix it. Nope. All right, because it sounds pretty good, but like maybe you never thought about it before and then you know. Now you know, and you're be on the lookout for some of this stuff. Right. And you realize what's happening. And, yeah, so if it does happen to you, hey, good for fucking you if your drift has never become destabilized before. But then when it does, you'll be like, I know what this is. This is drift desync, and you'll know how to get everything back on track. Right. So, drift incompatibility or you know destabilization or desyncing right um there's a lot of ways this can happen mm-hmm. right it's um you know it comes from personal experience and like you know sh- people react differently to things yeah right so like if the the gm is too focused on telling a specific story mm-hmm. you know that can be constraining for the and players maybe uh, Maybe we should talk about some of these personal experiences as we... Well, I was about... Okay, yeah, go ahead. Continue. So, you know, if you have, as a GM, you know, this grand idea of, like, what is going to happen, right? For example, in the Eckhart Hold thing that I was running, like, I had this whole coup and, like, these, you know, different sides of, like, different political organizations and, like... What I wanted to have happen is the players to be in the middle of it and take a side. But what kind of was happening was there were some players that were like, ah, I don't give a shit about this. Some players were like, I don't want to consider any of the sides. I already know what I'm going to do. And so then it's just like, fuck, because this is definitely not what I intended. We're having a desync here. Yeah. Um, I had one recently where I ran a one shot. Um and what had what had happened was we weren't playing for a couple of weeks and i had kind of my my train of thought had run away and i'd gotten real hot into world building a setting and i was like i got this idea for a for a sci-fi setting and i was thinking way more about that and then i ran a one shot in it and the one shot went fine like everyone had a good time and the, they did the mission that I gave them, but I 
afterwards was like, oh, that didn't sync up at all with what I wanted because I had gotten all fucking wrapped up in, you know, myself and my world building and my idea that, like, this is the central conflict of this setting and the thing that these adventurers would do is eventually get involved in this, which obviously they can't do. Like, they can't do the fate of the world thing in the first one shot. So when it was over, even though it went fine, I felt bad about it because I didn't get what I want because my drift, I brought the wrong shit into the drift. I brought the wrong mental state into the drift. And even though it went well, it didn't give me what I wanted because I had expectations out of sync with everybody else. And it can happen for players too. Like, um, you know, I I can't even remember what the the character was, but like I wanted them to be good at one thing, and then they kept not being good at one thing. The one thing I was like, my character's good at this, and they're like, nope, because the roles, you know, the roles just weren't there. And I was like, okay, this is extremely frustrating because I thought I made a character in the mechanics that would do this, but I clearly had a you know I was desynced from what. You know, yeah, and happens. that and that pulls you out of the drift. The drift again is this shared imaginative state that you're in, this shared mind state with everyone else at the table. Something else that I've noticed um, a while ago, we were playing with a new group, and hard to um, hard to get all the players on the same page tonally, especially when, you know, some are new and some are veterans. Uh, new players will be uncomfortable improvising and uncomfortable acting as someone else until they, you know, get some experience. And so everything will just, like, kind of be a joke or, like, everything will be kind of horny or kind of stupid, whatever. And that, like, if some players are looking at the world that way and some players are looking at it like I've created a character who fits into this space one of them is not going to be able to get to do what they want and the other ones are not going to have their energy matched you're you know you're going to be desynchronized mm, and then, like that kind of works on both sides of the table is you know not having your energy matched right so like the GM they have this really complicated thing players are engaging with it you know leads to a desync but also players you know they think this one aspect is really interesting but the game master is kind of like and eh, that's not what we're focusing on but it's mm -hmm. like but i really wanted to do this mission i really wanted to go to this tomb and like fuck with this mm -hmm. but then like you know that's not happening and you know it kind of leads to a, the desync mm -hmm. and then there's the other version of lack of engagement where you know Someone shows up to the table, but they're just not really there. They're, they're like, not really playing. They're on their phone. They're, they're on or, their phone, or they're thinking about something else, or they got to leave super early. And thinking about the party that's going to happen afterwards. Yeah. And unfortunate, because there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff necessarily, but it does, you know, it does it do does harm. It does bring the energy down, you know? Yeah, it, it does harm to the shared, you know to the shared imaginative experience that you're trying to all join in together. 
So, like we said in the beginning, these are mostly all ideas that we have talked about before in one way or another of various episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. Well, let's stop but, you know, we're talking specifically, about downers. But we're specifically talking about the drift as a concept. Yeah. And let's let's move on to synchronizing yeah. your drift because you know talking about how desynchronized you can be is just a downer. It can be a downer, right? Yeah. So I'm bummed out about all those things. So we accept the idea of the drift as this metaphor for uh, playing these games together. How do you how do you synchronize it? How do you get good drift compatibility and pilot your Jaeger good to kill the monsters? Right. So this is something that we have on the board or still on the board. Communication is key, mm-hmm. right? This is the bread and butter of like setting a tone, yeah. Right, whether it be like through detailed prompts or you know helping out with character creation, like oh well, I was kind of thinking about this for my character. Sometimes you got to be you know a, as a game master, you got to be like mm, that's not going to fit. You need to think of a new character. Yeah, and there's. There's two aspects to this. One we've talked about a lot, creating prompts and, you know, like being very clear about what's going to be. Like if you are doing a swashbuckling, you know, pirate adventure, make that clear from the outset that like this is the tone of the story. This is the setting. These are like how your character should fit into it. Um, I, I feel like it's more likely for the game master to get that right and less likely for the player characters to do this other thing, which is to, once they've got the prompt, maybe talk about it a little bit mm-hmm. and and share. And you don't have to, right? Like, if if everyone doesn't collaborate on character creation and be like, oh, who are you going to be? Oh, I was thinking about being this. Okay, like, what if we sync up these ideas? What if we talk about the ways that we already knew each other before the session starts? You don't have to do that. You can still have a good party and a good adventure without doing that. But if you do do that, do do. <laughs> it like is just better, you know. Mm. And like it can also be so beyond character creation. Like you've already started and shit's kind of starting to desync. It's getting a little off the rails. Mm-hmm. There's no harm in just pulling back and being like, "Listen, as a player." I don't really like where this is going. I think this would be a better tone shift, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, as the game master, you can also be like, it's like, you guys, I think this is what I'm shooting for, and it's not being met. So, like, we could talk about why that is. What story would you guys like to hear? Yeah. And that that idea that, you know, like, we could stop at any time and be like, I'm not speaking in character right now. We're We're just talking at the table. And examine our expectations and be like, this is the thing I'm enjoying. This is what I want to, you know, see more of. Okay. Well, like, no one's going to be mad about that. You might be a little bummed if the, you know, the whole group kind of goes in a direction that you didn't is away from yeah. the thing you were interested mm-hmm. in. But it's better for the whole group to go in one direction and for, you know, maybe some of the people participating to let go of their expectations that they had going into it. If you're willing to, you know, loosen your grip a little bit and go in the direction that everyone else is going, 
everything is going to sync up a little bit better. Your 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 drift is going to have you know less aberration in it, and you know you're all going to find yourself in the same place. It might not be exactly what you wanted, but it will be more fun than you getting what you want and nobody else participating. Because right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's about compromise. You guys are playing a a game together, right? It's a group exercise, so can't always be all about you, right? You know, that's essentially what, um, what the deal is, right? And it's a lot easier when you communicate that. You're just like, well, you know, here's what I want and here's what you want. And now that we both know that, we can meet somewhere in the middle. Right. We don't have to, you know, end in the session and be like, man, if fucking this didn't happen, I would be so much happier, mm-hmm. right? Um. Yeah, uh, I have a note here that it's almost like a poker game, um, and I think this kind of cuts both ways. In the in the positive, the way I was thinking about this metaphor is, you know, like <laughs> you you have the cards close to your chest, right? And everyone is doing the same thing until you know you're you you've placed your bets and you're moving through the hand and then you got to start showing and you know raising or folding i play a ton of poker folks. (laughs) sounds like it (laughs) wouldn't want to see you at the table um i get it i mean like the you know so to to a degree uh yeah it's it's reactive what you were saying yes um and I think this goes along with like stuff we have talked about in the past, specifically like the backstory episode um, and talking about like how to write a good backstory. You can write a very specific, very interesting backstory that is bad for the role playing table because it is so developed that there's not room for anybody else mm-hmm. in there. Right. You know, like having some events and keeping them kind of vague allows to you to play off other people's hand so mm-hmm. to speak in poker terms the idea you know um the idea that your character you know ran away from home at a young age right have that sure and you know use that as the foundation but then you know maybe wait to maybe wait to canonize exactly how that went down until you know you're a session or two into your adventure and like is the version of it you know this like dark fantasy thing where like your whole family was killed and you ran off into the woods is that fit maybe or you know maybe it fits more that just like you're a youthful scamp Mm. and as a youthful scamp, you fit much better into this party than you did back on the family farm. You don't necessarily know that. The issue with this uh, with this metaphor of a poker game, with a you know like not necessarily revealing everything in your hand right away, and being able to you know raise or call or fold as other players reveal stuff, that I've I feel like I've seen people kind of just like hold back too much for a long time and then you're a couple sessions in and you're like this character's barely said anything why are they 
you know, like, are they anything more than just kind of like a cardboard cutout in the shape of a robot or the shape of a swordsman? Shots you fired. Um, <laughs> was it? Uh, yeah, no, I get what you mean. So, like, you know, having a, a well-developed backstory like, like at a some very point, complex character but then that never comes out because at some you know, point you've got to show your hands being right? held on to yeah you can't you can't hold back you can't hold back forever waiting to see how everybody else is because and if everyone does that then like there's going to be no buying there's going to be no commitment to well then it's just going to be a you know a stats based thing where, yeah. you know the characters are just their stat sheet which you know is a way to play. And to a degree, that's true. Like, Stashy defines their capabilities to a degree. It's the best way to play, but it is a way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But, you know, just this, this idea of, like, don't hold on too tight. If you came up with a character, and part of the way you were, like, you know, really getting into characters, they were just, like, they were all dick jokes. And... That's just not really the vibes. You know, keep your character, but be willing to, you know, ha- have a loose grip on mm-hmm. some of those things that, you know, may or may not fit with the tone of what your game master is trying to accomplish as far as, like, the story, the tone, the setting, whatever, and the vibes that the other players are bringing. And, I mean, this goes for game masters too, right? Uh, if the game master has a very specific thing that they're trying to do and the players are just like, mm, nah, like we all make characters and we're all drifting together and it's the game master that's out of sync. Like, I think that it's, you know, it wouldn't necessarily, you know, be easy, but um, with practice, I think it is easy to adapt and just flow with what the characters are and be like, okay, I, think I so. thought this was going to be really cool. But, like, you guys are completely uninterested, so I'm just going to play off what you guys are doing. This is a way where the um, where the metaphor of the drift from Pacific Rim doesn't really work, because that is two people, mm. three people in one instance, but they're all, like, equal, um, you know, they're all equal partners in the, in the shared mental space, right? Um, the Game Master is not necessarily an equal partner to everybody else. The game master is the one who really has the power to be like, okay, the vibes are going this way and you can do what I did in the last one shot that I ran or a couple one shots ago and be really hung up on, you know, the, the big picture of this setting or, you know, you can be, like, if it's only one person and it's the Game Master, the Game Master is the one who probably should change the tone and be like, this fate of the world shit is not what's important. This tone of wacky adventure is what everyone is bringing. This tone of wacky adventure is what I need to lean into. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some, some uh, which we have, we have talked about um, before, skill as a Game Master to kind of, I guess, you know, um, affects and influence your players to come back to, like, whatever tone you're you're making, right? Like, it's really important in a one-shot, right? Because it's not a, oh, we'll pick this up next time mm-hmm. kind of deal, you really have to 
you have to railroad your players without yeah. it seeming like a railroad. Like if a one shot, like a one shot is going to be horror, then like you need to, you need to kind of take control over the drift and guide everyone else into horror. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Right, which of course is a lot harder over an extended campaign. Is mm. like, how do you keep bringing the tone? How do you keep, like, railroading without seeming like you're railroading? Because you do it like three, four times in a row, it's going to be like, yeah, that's fucking railroad. Right. We get but, it. But over the course of a long campaign, you have the space to like, you know, this, these do two sessions can be a right. heist. Yeah. And this session can be a monster right. hunt. Like and the tones can be different between like those X Files. Yeah. Right. You know, you have your your weird mm-hmm. alien shit that nobody likes. And then you have, like, your Monster of the Week episodes, which are great fun. Mm-hmm. And the funnies. And, man, I don't know necessarily how we'd fit this into our show, but I would love to at some point, like, really dig into the funnies, <laughs> the the funny X-Files. Like, one or two every season were just straight-up comedies. And yeah. And some of them are so fucking good. Yes. But whatever. Anyways, like, we're not going to get into an X-Files We're talking about right the drift, now. right? Yeah. To synchronize your drift. Um, adaptability and sacrifice. Yeah. Those should go on the board. You want to be able to adapt to what everyone else is bringing. If people are vibing off what you're bringing, cool. And then also you need to be willing to sacrifice. You know, like, if your fucking humorless, dark and brooding edgelord just, like, does not fit in this because you know uh you know we thought it was going to be dark fantasy but it's more like uh you know it's more like disenchanted like it's more like a spoof of fantasy or like the princess bride or something like something more lighthearted and silly well it's not going to be it's not going to be what i thought be willing to sacrifice that aspect of what you were bringing into the drift so that you and everyone else synchronize in the drift. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to let it go. Mm-hmm. As Elsa said. Let it go. Nailed it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was I was concerned that I didn't get the right character there. Yeah. But you got it, so. I got it. Cleared. Yeah, I cleared. Uh, yes. So how, how do you become adaptable and, and willing to sacrifice stuff? Well, you know. Be like Idris Elba. Yeah. And bring less. Bring less into the drift. And that's for, I mean, everyone go watch Pacific Rim. If you've seen it already, go watch it again because it's probably been a while and it could stand to rewatch it. If you've never watched Pacific Rim, go watch fucking Pacific Rim on the biggest TV you can get in the darkest room you can find. And the best sound system, mm-hmm. too. Because it's, uh, it's phenomenal. But go fucking watch it. There's a bit at the end where a guy can't go in the drift anymore and Idris Elba, who used to be a Jaeger pilot, but now is dying. He's like, I'm going to go back into the drift. Right? He has to for the mission. And he's just like, it's fine. I've done it so much. I know how to do it. I'm so fucking good at it. I bring nothing into the drift. And I've already figured you out. Idris Elba's the game master, you know. He's he knows everything there is to know about drifting with his co-pilot, 
and he has the control over himself to bring nothing into the drift. So they will be synced. I'll let him master my game, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, let's do a little recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, we were discussing the RPG drift, so we talked about what is the drift? Uh, I think we're probably going to permanently add this term into our lexicon on, on the show post about it but on the show going forward there's a high probability that we're gonna we're gonna use the term the drift to talk about as just like a catch-all for how people are how 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 synchronous a party and game master are in whatever game they're playing and whatever they're trying to achieve. Yes, we when we say drift, we're talking about s- synchronizing between players, players and game mm-hmm. masters, becoming a team, mm-hmm. participating in group make believe. Right. Yep. Drift incompatibility can lead to some bummers. Yep. We shared some of those bummers. This is this is incompatibility. This is when you are bringing the wrong stuff into the drift or when what you're bringing is so different from what someone else is bringing that it doesn't work. And then we spent most of our time talking about the non-bummers about how to be synchronized. Get that drift synchronized, dog. Right? Communication. Always fucking talk to each other, people. Mm -hmm. Players, fucking discuss your characters. Do character creation together. Game masters, Give detailed and clear prompts that include setting and the tone you're going for. Get everyone on the same page. And then don't hold on too tight. Yep. Right? Let let your cool ideas that aren't vibing, let them go. Let them go. <laughs> I don't know the words, but let them go. The cool thing about fucking you know ideas and character creation and role playing like if it's not happening you're like oh i'm not gonna be able to do this in this adventure or this concept doesn't work for this character it's not um you know it's not like a puppy abandoned on the side of the road forever it's like it's not that sad it just goes back into like your brain you can do it again later sometime when it fits better sometime when it's gonna work so you know it's all good ideas probably just take it away. You don't need to use it right now. Save it for later. Mm. Bring it out with another character or in another campaign. Right? So don't hold on to stuff that isn't working. And also bring less stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that will make you more adaptable and willing to sacrifice, you know, the shit that isn't working. So you synchronize. And you might be like, oh, there's not much to my character at this point. Because I'm I'm taking to HGM, I took your advice. I'm starting a new campaign. And my character uh, feels very sparse. There's not, you know, there's not the depth. Well, that depth will come when you synchronize with everybody else. Suddenly, this character is going to take on depth. They're going to synchronize with the setting and the tone that the Game Master is bringing. And they're going to start bouncing off of other characters. And... It's fine if you don't have everything, you know, when you start. Just bring less because the more will happen. 
the more will happen, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. All right. Freaking that about do it uh, for this episode of Two-Headed Game Master. As always, if you enjoyed what you heard, head on over to 2HGM.com. You can contact us, but more importantly, you'll see a big fat link to Afterlife. Our own uh, original setting and rule system. Yep. Fully illustrated. It's got like some story prompts in there as well. Mm -hmm. Like, big bonus. It's a cool game. We've been playing it a lot, and uh, everyone's everyone's played it it like that, so fucking play it. It's cool. Um, uh, We got Patreon link on there. We do Discord stuff. We do some live events. At the very least, you'll We'll have our Hollywood, no Halloween. We go. We breaking strike. We scabbing. No, I'm if just... we're scabbing, you gotta let me know. No, we're not scabbing. Fuck scabs. Are we scabbing right now? No. Just by recording and nope. riding our. Fuck strab. Fuck scabs <laughs> for sure. I'm just a little drunk. <laughs> you can't say that. I think Dude, I can. Our producers are gonna rip us. Oh. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Join us join us <laughs> next time for another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. Thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song Pond Hill's Finest. Real Is quick, he... recommend Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim. <laughs> That's the end. See you next time.